The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes open? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes. Then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Judean authorities did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the authorities, for they had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. And he answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, 
and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Yesterday morning, I was out driving, running errands, and I came to an intersection with a stoplight, and the car ahead of me had stopped and was getting ready to turn right. I wanted to turn right as well, and there was no cross traffic, and the person just sat there, and sat there, it seemed, for an interminable five seconds. And so I, being a good citizen of Southern Marin, tapped my horn. Wake up, I thought. You can go now. And as I looked, a hand went up, not to make an obscene gesture, but to point, because hidden by my rearview mirror was a sign that said, no turn on red. The irony was I had been asking all week for some story to share that would relate to today's sermon. And in that moment, it was all right there, the urge to get defensive the recognition that I couldn't see the sign because I was just in that right perspective that my rearview mirror blocked it, and then to chuckle at myself, to see my own blindness in a moment where I probably messed about with somebody else's good morning. And of course, the hypocrisy, because I had become exactly what I loved to hate, which is an entitled Southern Marin driver. <laughs> Blindness. There is at least one indigenous people in South America who talk about backing into the future, not walking into the future face forward, but backing into the future because they recognize that what we see clearly is behind us, not in front of us. Think about that for a moment. 
we see more clearly through the rearview mirror than we do ahead. We can see the signs behind us, but not necessarily in front of us. Put another way, we are all born blind. We are all born blind. John wants us to see ourselves as the man born blind in today's story. He wants us to see ourselves as that soul who understands his place in society, who knows how to make his way, in his case by begging, who knows where he came from and where he is going and to whom he belongs. And then somebody comes along named Jesus. Growing up, we had some family friends who had a son born blind. And Donnie would come and visit our house with his mother, and he would sit down at the piano, and he would play up a storm, and I would turn green with envy. But being a good child, I rationalized all of this. You know, Donnie deserved a gift like that. After all, he had no ability to see on his own. But looking back on that now, the rearview mirror being what it is, was that compassion or was that a judgment? Was that a way I let myself off the hook? Or was that way a way I rationalized Donnie's blindness? A little bit like the disciples in this story from John when they asked Jesus, why was this man born blind? Is it something he did? Or is it something his parents did? Somebody to blame. Some way of rationalizing the world the way it is in a society that was as complicated as ours and in some ways as strict as ours with judgments. People had certain places they belonged, and there was a reason for everything. The first thing Jesus does is he upsets the apple cart. He says, no, this has nothing to do with him or his parents sinning. The man is blind to show God's glory so that God's power might be revealed. Take that for a moment. Why was it I didn't see the no turn on red yesterday? Was it my fault? Should I go ahead and send a letter to Mazda telling them that their rearview mirrors are too big? Should I blame the driver ahead of me for not pulling forward enough? Or was there something else more than that and far greater? We are all born blind. Even Samuel, in this great reading from the story of kings, 
Samuel, a great prophet of his time, a prophet so great that he is feared when he shows up on the outskirts of Bethlehem, a prophet who could see enough that he warned the Israelites what would happen if they got what they wanted, which was a king, a prophet so great that he could see Saul and anoint him, and then when Saul went bad, he could hear God and see that God wanted him to anoint a new king. Yet when he gets to Bethlehem and he sees the sons of Jesse, he doesn't know that David is the one to become king. Samuel, too, is born blind. One of the great spiritual steps of our Lenten journey is to recognize our own blindness, to see that we cannot see ahead of us. We can only see, and even then, only partially in the rearview mirror. And it is there that we understand at last that we need to set aside our judgments and even our expectations enough to recognize the limits of our vision and our understanding. Think for a moment of all the advances we have made in the last 50 years alone as a technologically advanced society. And even now, scientists tell us we understand the barest fraction of reality. We know so little in a universe so vast. Think of your most intimate friendships and relationships. How many of us really know what our spouses are thinking, let alone our children, let alone our friends? how little we actually see. And the pretension that we all take on when we cast others in judgment and think we know and assume, like my assuming that that driver ahead of me was absolutely clueless yesterday. But be warned, the next step is the scary one. John wants us to understand that if Jesus touches us and sends us, that's that whole business about the pool of Siloam, our world is going to be turned upside down and inside out. And so will everyone else's around us. This is the scary thing about a converted life. Because John says that the blind man then is misunderstood by his neighbors, by the local religious authorities, the Pharisees, and by the Judean authorities, the great ones of the religious tradition. Nobody knows where or who he is anymore, not even his parents, who are caught up in their bewilderment and fear as they're hauled before the religious authorities to offer some kind of explanation 
for what has happened. He doesn't fit anymore. In his society, even, his career is over. That's spooky. His career's over. He can't beg anymore on the street. What is he going to do now? Where is he going to go? That's scary. And yet it is the challenge of Lent for us to accept our blindness and then to accept the hands of Christ that reach out to us to help us to see things as they truly are. To see the world as God sees the world, not as the authorities see the world, not as our society sees the world, not as our expectations and our judgments see the world, but to see the world through the loving eyes of God. And that means all bets are off. Anything is possible. And everything we thought we knew is called into question. It took me until this week to realize that Donnie's witness all those years ago was a powerful lesson for me. Because while Donnie could play up a storm at the piano, his mother had to be with him to show him where the instrument was if he was in a strange room. She had to show him where the door was if he was in a new place that he had never been before. We need one another because of our blindness. And we need our God in Christ, which is why we gather. Not because our parents sinned or because we have sinned or because we were born defective or bad, but so that God's glory can be revealed in us so that the light of Christ may shine forth. In that moment, when that driver ahead of me lifted up her finger to point at the sign, I needed her. What a gift. Crazy as that sounds. How much more so do we need those who care for us and touch us and send us so that we too may behold and trust in the God who loves us? That we may be like the man born blind and say, Lord, I believe.
Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.